Well, it's a pleasure to welcome back to MSU today, Venny Gore and Joe Salem. Venny is the Vice President for Auxiliary Enterprises, and recently, President Stanley promoted Venny to Senior Vice President, as he is now also overseeing Student Affairs and Services, and Joe Salem is Dean of Libraries. Venny and Joe are the steering committee co-chairs of MSU strategic planning process that's charting a course toward a brighter future for the university. It's an inclusive and comprehensive strategic planning process, and while many of the plans have been adjusted or placed on hold due to the novel coronavirus pandemic, the work being done around strategic planning is too important not to move forward. And as we move through the conversation, we'll be joined by four Spartans who are also members of the steering committee and are directing subcommittees. So let me start with you, uh, Venny and Joe. Uh, remind us, why is MSU undertaking a strategic planning process and, and what are we hoping to learn? Venny, why don't you start? Uh, thank you, Russ. So um, I, I think it's important as we begin to look at the future five to 10 year horizon out uh, for the university and probably more than ever COVID has uh, pressed upon us that with having to uh, pivot and change to an online presence and all the challenges that have been risen because of, of the pandemic, strategic planning becomes more and more important for us as an institution. And uh, so we're delighted to be uh, uh, working with this dedicated group of uh, colleagues and so Joe and I have uh, been spending uh, multiple days and times and periods working through many of the different uh, issues, and it's exciting uh, as we move forward. So I'll let Joe talk a little bit more. Yeah, Joe, what would you add to what Venny said? I, thank you, uh, Russ, for, for taking the time with us today. And uh, I would echo a lot of what Venny has said. I would also add that I think one of the goals that President Stanley articulated to us is in addition to helping to chart what MSU will work on and look like, it's also important, and it was important to him early in his presidency to kind of articulate and to demonstrate how we'll work together, uh, that really the idea of um, being inclusive and engaged and to really leverage the expertise on campus and to uh, lift and listen to and engage as many voices as possible um, is an important part of what a, a modern strategic planning process looks like. You know, the idea of having a, a plan that you create and that just sits on the shelf, uh, you know, no one wants to do that. The whole idea is to uh, go through a process that uh, engages people and, and listens to them. And so that I think that idea of trying to establish how we want to work together is just as important as what we'll work together on. And Joe, tell me a little bit more what we hope to learn and, and what's new since we spoke last spring. So when we spoke last spring, we were uh, getting into a bit of a, a time shift, a, a bit of a, I know we use this term a lot, pivot, um, from the original timeline that, that we had in mind. Uh, what we had hoped originally was to use the springtime to engage the, the communities around MSU, the campus communities and the external communities uh, around kind of our shared vision for what strategic directions we should be engaging in. Uh, with everything going on, not only the transition to online uh, as a different working environment, but also making that transition, we all agreed that that wasn't a great time to do that. And with so many people in our community suffering, that wasn't a great time to do that. Uh, not a whole lot has really changed, although I think we're getting used to working in that environment a little bit better. 
what we decided to do over the summer was to ask a, a, a few of our colleagues to help us better prepare to engage with our community. So this time we'll get to hear from some of the leadership of a, of a few focused inquiry groups. We've asked to take a look at a couple of things. Um, first of all, one of our charges was to really lead and to engage in a, a values-based um, strategic planning process. And so during the spring, we, we put out some materials and got some feedback from the campus community on our values. Um, Jennifer Johnson will talk us through uh, some of what we've been able to do with that and a really the, a methodologically strong approach to um, putting back out to the community uh, what we've really gained from that process and what we think is a starting point for a values-based conversation uh, um, and engaging in what does that mean for us as we engage with the community on um, setting a shared vision and, and what is the work that we should be engaging in. But in addition to that overall community uh, engagement on the the bigger strategic directions and, and how do these values inform the big parts of the MSU mission around uh, undergraduate, graduate education, student experience and, and research. Uh, we, we were setting, uh, getting a sense of a few different um, emergent themes, obviously online learning, uh, budgeting or resourcing and kind of the shape or size of MSU became emergent themes in our earliest feedback and engagement with the campus. And so we asked, uh, to have focused inquiry groups, take a look at those areas uh, and see how they can in inform our, our further planning and engagement processes. Well, let's welcome to our conversation some of the leaders of, as Joe called it, focused inquiry groups. Ana Maria Santiago is an associate dean for research and graduate studies in the College of Social Science and a professor of social work. She's leading that group on the optimal size and scope of the university. Anna Maria, welcome, and uh, tell us a little bit about what your group is working on and what you've learned so far. We call it the Optimal Scope and Scale Inquiry Group because we felt that uh, our charge was to develop recommendations to shape a model and process that optimized the use and allocation of institutional resources. And uh, early on, we said this is just this is more than just a matter of size. So over the course of the summer, uh, we um, compiled and reviewed uh, a ton of background materials on a whole series of topics related to um, many, many processes in the university. Uh, we, uh, did, we reviewed stakeholder analyses, uh, especially in, in regards to um, uh, academic performance of students at the graduate and undergraduate level. Uh, and then had guests in to talk about a number of the topics that were emerging for us. And we met uh, on, a, on a regular basis. <clears throat> Over the course of that, <clears throat> those activities, we developed a recommended process and approach to address the optimal scope and scale of MSU that, um, in, that really looked comprehensively in terms of uh, students, uh, course offerings, institutional partnerships, etc. Um, we also identified and articulated a foundational principles that we felt should be considered and how these principles might ch ch change over time. Uh, key elements really focused on issues of access, stewardship, transparency, efficiency, and sustainability. Uh, we assessed secondary and tertiary implications of various components. For example, if 
if you would have lower enrollments, what would be the implications of uh, on revenue versus other gains that could be expected from a smaller student footprint, such as being able to have more hands-on learning opportunities. We assessed and suggested processes for the development of partnerships with academic consortia, uh, industry, government, and nonprofit organizations. And then we made recommendations of organizational models for consideration, um, not, you know, in, in a number of realms. Um, so I could say personally, we've learned a lot about um, the fact that optimization, is, there are multiple points of optimization. Um, so, and those will all require some careful assessment of the options and how they would align with the core values um, of the institution, as well as our land grant mission. Well, I'm just, just curious, you know, what's, what's next? What are you hoping to learn about the, the size and scope of the university? Well, I think that as we move forward, we need to think about developing a continuous, inclusive, and transparent process to assess priorities, practices, and activities that we want to move uh, to engage in in the future. Uh, we need to think about focusing on areas of excellence and what does that mean and how are they defined. Um, we also think that we need to intentionally assess decisions and examine them in terms of their benefits and costs, and in particular, to frame future and realign current decisions and practices using the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And um, again, there's one of the, we're certainly spent quite a bit of time thinking about how we may uh, rethink, restructure, and right size um, an organizational model to, of the university to meet 21st century needs. So I think there are, there are a lot of questions about what, who do we desire to serve? How do we desire to serve them and why? Um, how we can align um, whatever we do and with, it, with MSU's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. How we can make or how MSU can become more intentional in forming a broad spectrum of leaders uh, and learners to meet the demands of, 20, of the 21st century. Uh, we're also interested in how we can emphasize uh, innovation and technology in, in this reinvention of MSU. Um, and then just uh, what are the best, really having some very critical conversations about what the best points of optimization might be. So things that are kind of emerging at this point in time. Oh, thank you, Anna Maria. That, that makes a lot of sense. And Jennifer Johnson is the C.S. Mott Endowed Professor of Public Health and a professor of OBGYN Psychiatry and Behavioral Medicine. She's the Vice Chairperson of Academic Governance Steering Committee. And Jennifer, you've been looking at values. What do we mean by that? And what are some of the things you're finding in your group? Sure. So, you know, according to our the strategic planning model that we're using, uh, values are defined as core beliefs and guiding principles that inform and shape our daily activities, behavior, and interactions across the university. So they're 
sort of the, like I said, the guiding principles. And what we've been able to do over the summer, you know, the strategic planning steering committee had hoped to meet with a lot of stakeholders last spring, COVID made that impossible to do in person, but we um, posted questions and advertised them electronically to try to get, you know, responses from students, faculty, staff, alumni, um, many different constituencies about what they wanted to see, what values they wanted to see guide MSU um, going forward. Um, you know, specifically on our website, we asked, well, just like I said, what values would you like to see guide Michigan State University over the next five to 10 years? And what would these values look like in action? And um, we got responses from about 261 people. So it wasn't a lot compared to the tens of thousands who are part of the MSU community, um, but they were remarkably consistent with each other across um, respondents from all different um, roles in the MSU community. And um, we took those responses and we did a sort of quasi qualitative research process where we had several of us read them independently, pull out you know, what we thought the main themes people were talking about were, discuss them as a group, cluster them into concepts. And we came up you know, through that process, um, it had several stages, but in the end came up with eight sort of overall ideas that reflected the input that we got back. And you know, values don't have a lot of meaning without a definition. So we pulled both the values themselves and a lot of the definitions from the feedback that we got. And so, you know, briefly, um, those values, um, the first was partnership. So, you know, this idea that we work collaboratively, we're committed to engagement and to land-grant mission. Um, the second, we kind of tussled with the name a little bit. Um, but it's this idea that we're active in, you know, improving the human condition, um, solving the world's major problems, promoting local and global citizenship. Um, the third value was diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. Um, this fourth was this idea of putting people first, you know, valuing and supporting the well-being of students, staff, faculty, and the communities with whom we work. Um, fifth was safety. Sixth was integrity. Seventh was innovation. This encompasses both ideas of creativity and addressing, you know, the world's most pressing and intractable problems. Um, you know, having new approaches to things. And the eighth was excellence. And we just took a quote straight out of one of the input um, sessions because it was a really nice quote to define this. And it says, "We will hold ourselves to the highest standards of teaching, research, and engagement." because our excellence makes a critical difference to the amount of good we can do. So, you know, these values are our best summary of what the community told us. Um, my understanding is back in engagement this fall, you know, we can get feedback on them, or maybe refine them a little bit, but, um, you know, it was our effort to, like I said, summarize um, what the MSU community was telling us. Excellent, Jennifer. Appreciate that. Uh, Thomas Yichko is Associate Provost for Graduate Education and Dean of our Graduate School. And Thomas, you've been looking at uh, institutional resources and budget. Can you tell us what you've been learning? Sure. So um, we had a, a group that also worked over uh, the summer uh, from across campus, uh, different uh, types of people, um, administrators, but also people who are uh, in the many different uh, mission spaces of our university. 
And what was important for us was to recognize that we really want to deliver on our mission uh, through sort of a manifestation and a living of our, of our values. And that should be uh, the guiding principle when we think about uh, resources that we have and, and uh, budgeting around that. Um, so we looked at, uh, we, we broke it out into a couple of different areas. We first looked at revenue sources and uh, where we have uh, opportunities around rev uh, revenue. And of course here, sometimes we generate revenue in the execution of our mission. Sometimes we can do this and generate revenues uh, where the objective might be tied to revenues because of the implications of what the revenues allow us to do in terms of executing our mission. Um, but in a lot of instances, also the revenues that come accrue um, um, auxiliary to a lot of our, our actions. And so we wanted to get a better sense of what revenue sources are available to us, uh, which of those have limitations, perhaps to growth, but also perhaps to use, um, and what other type of restrictions there might be on these and on and our opportunities. So we, we spent a little bit of time looking around uh, those areas and looked at the different buckets that uh, we have available to us and, and potential where we might go with different ones of these. When you look at the opposite end of that, you, you think of sort of like costs, what are our expenditures? Um, and you think of those of costs. Are there areas where we can save costs? Any, any dollar saved uh, in an activity is, of course, a dollar that we can um, invest towards our, our fulfilling our mission and living our values. Um, so we looked at areas where we might be able to um, uh, engage in cost saving, uh, including sort of evaluation of outsourcing and private uh, uh, public partnerships and these types of models. Um, and again, as that sort of already suggests, uh, all of these things are, are closely intertwined. They have revenue implications, they have expenditure implications, and they directly impact also how we actually exercise and deliver on our mission and, and how our values are reflected through that. And what brings that most to life in some sense uh, are generally um, budget models. Um, I, I want to be sure that, uh, that it's clear that uh, the outcome of this group is not just a, uh, thinking about budgets. Uh, the two fundamental underlying sources of, of revenue and costs have some of their own issues. So it was good for us to, to look at those. And we have some recommendations and thoughts uh, for the campus also going forward with that respect. Um, but when we looked at budget models, it was important to recognize that uh, all of these have implications for incentives and how people uh, budget, how people allocate uh, really impacts uh, sort of what values can be manifested and how you deliver on the, on the mission that we have. And so that was important for us to make sure that we evaluate budget models uh, with a perspective of aligning the implied incentives of different budget models to support uh, rather than undermine our values and our, our mission, delivering on our mission. Uh, we looked across uh, several uh, different budget models in general just to get sort of a sense of what's there. We talked about our current budget model at the university, which is um, called a, an incremental model. Uh, largely, we have pockets of other models at other places. Um, and our main focus right now, however, uh, is on, on uh, RCM models. Uh, these models are essentially the ones that are, are most widely used nowadays in uh, large modern universities, and, and many universities have switched to them. Um, these are, are not um, uh, exclusively used. Uh, essentially, these uh, models work by making sure that individual units um, can realize cost savings when they have them, that those accrue at least partly back so that they have incentives to make sure that they uh, will save in areas where 
uh, we might be able to uh, garner new revenues to uh, um, work towards our mission. And the same thing also on the revenue generating side. Uh, it's also looked at how well do you uh, achieve the mission, accomplish the mission that we want, and what are potential revenue implications of that, and so that we have a reward structure tied around that. Um, now, these models don't exist in pure, they're usually in, in hybrid forms. And so our main focus right now is in the context of these models to try to figure out what are, what are sort of the parameters uh, that we would want to have as tools in the context of these models available to MSU. Um, and essentially, we think of it sort of as, as uh, three areas that we need to concentrate on and that, that we're going to flesh out a little bit more. Uh, the first one is when we concentrate on the core mission uh, or the core missions of the university around teaching, research, and um, service and outreach, uh, we want to make sure that these missions um, reflect our values and, and um, in a manner that that's, that's essentially something when the other committees that were just talked about, when they uh, have, able, have been able to fully flesh out their ideas, uh, we can take those and sort of feed them into a, a budget model around the core missions. And this is exactly where you're looking at the flow of funds. Uh, are incentives aligned? Do you make sure uh, that people are delivering as effectively as possible, consistent with our values and, and pursuit of our mission? Um, this might involve uh, such issues also as cross-subsidization. Are there some areas that generate more revenue more easily that we can then um, um, put into other areas of our mission? So that's sort of the... the um, um, core mission and the, and the main thing where we look at the flow. But there are two other areas that are important to recognize. One of them is the support systems. Um, so what all belongs to support systems rather than the um, immediate mission itself, but that's uh, auxiliary to, to pursuing our mission. Um, what type of infrastructure do we need for this? And so we need to make sure that uh, these uh, entities across the campus uh, that they're properly resourced as well. So that's, that's an area that needs to be uh, given some special attention to. And the third area that we identified is sort of around strategic initiatives and priorities. Um, if we as an institution uh, discover new areas that are high priorities for us that might not fit within one unit, that might go across several units, uh, that might also stretch across several of our missions. We know that our outreach mission, our research mission, our teaching mission, our service missions, they're all intertwined. A lot of what we do touches on multiple of these at the same time. And so some of these larger strategic initiatives and priorities, we want to um, uh, make sure that, the, that there are resource availability around these. So where the day-to-day -day budgeting and operations, we want to make sure that the uh, incentives there are aligned they're essentially carrying forward the mission, but then we, we see separate from that larger strategic initiatives and priorities that the uh, university might identify. And many of these oftentimes require large upfront investments that pay out over time. So we need to make sure that we have a, an ability to resource those as well. So that's sort of where our concentration is right now. What we hope to deliver out of this and, and what we'd like to get is we'll have a few plans. So, so actually, let me take a step back. Where we are with this right now, sort of thinking of these three areas that a budget model needs to be able to, to be responsive to, um, we want to measure or, or offer several different tools and dimensions that are, that are available in that context. And a step beyond that, then, is that we uh, look at how might we move forward. So I've already indicated some of it really needs to be we need to have an articulation of some of the uh, uh, what is in our core mission. How do we view our teaching? What, what's important about our teaching? 
what's important about our outreach and service and what areas do we want to concentrate on and same thing with the research. Once those are fixed, and that's outside of the purview of, of this particular group, um, uh, one, can, one can look at what different tools do we have in the toolbox, so to speak. Um, and we would like to then move forward. Any implementation of this order of really reorganizing the way the university is, is run on this dimension uh, is a very, very large undertaking. So we're going to make a few suggestions that we hope uh, how different steps could be taken to implement this. And what this will provide us with, hopefully, is something that the um, steering committee comes uh, out and agrees with and, and believes is an appropriate context and framework uh, so that when uh, the search for the new CFO also commences, that uh, we're able to engage uh, a CFO and say, these are this is sort of the framework in which we hope to operate moving forward. So that's our plan for, for the next uh, couple of weeks to make sure that we try to um, prepare something uh, that the uh, that we can then engage in and think about concretely how would you implement once we've decided exactly which route we want to go. Thank you very much, Thomas. And let's bring Jeff Grable into the conversation. Jeff is Associate Provost for Teaching, Learning, and Technology and a Professor of Rhetoric and Professional Writing. And Jeff, you're looking at the virtual and online learning, which is obviously prominently on everyone's mind today. But what is your focused inquiry group looking at and what are you learning? Yeah, so we've been looking at the online learning strategy and that it really has two components to it. Although I think in the recommendation report we're going to give to the strategic planning committee, one will be more visible than the other. And that is online programs. So fully online learning programs that the university does offer and might offer in the future. And the second is how do we use digital technologies to support student learning and success, uh, regardless of the modality of instruction? And the, the advantage that we've had, I mean, one of the things that I hope you and your listeners are hearing is how interrelated these, these working groups are. We, there's lots of dependencies between and among them, which is, which is a strength and has made the work fun. One of the advantages we have with the, with the online working group is that We've, my t I have a team that's been working on this uh, for about two years in conversation with deans and faculty and other stakeholders. So we began with uh, some work already completed and a, and a baseline fundamental set of, of insights and knowledge, which, which has really been helpful. So, that's, we, so in some respects, we knew a lot going into it. In other respects, we're engaging a new set of people and a new set of stakeholders in this conversation. So we continue to learn from every group of people we engage with, their understandings, their perceptions, their values uh, with regard to online education and the use of digital technologies for learning. And that is always instructive. The big thing for us is, and this will not be surprising, is the pandemic changed everything. So where people were with regard to their uh, habits and expectations and understandings and dispositions towards online education before March, they're in a different place now. And so whereas it may have been a little bit challenging to get people to engage with thinking about the future of MSU as a significantly digital future, that's changed. And so we have more engagement, we have more ideas, we have more enthusiasm uh, around campus and with the conversations we've had about the role of digital technologies in general and online learning um, more specifically with regard to the future of MSU. And, and online has a significant relationship to the other questions. So 
what is the impact and scope of MSU? Uh, we're in a state with a declining number of students uh, attending high school. So drawing substantially for learners from um, the state of Michigan will be a challenge for us. The pandemic and the political situation has changed international enrollment patterns significantly. Um, digital technologies and their impact on the economy are changing the need for continuous learning for human beings throughout their lifespan. So there's there are lots of opportunities for MSU to leverage digital technologies and, and online programs in particular to meet its mission as a land-grant institution in the near future. Thank you very much, Jeff. And Joe and Venny, why don't we circle back to you and how do you want to tie all this great work your colleagues have been doing together and and what's what's ahead for this process? So I, I think, Russ, as you can tell, we have the A-team. Uh, we have really great colleagues, and we've been uh, – this is four members who of a group of 20 of us who have been engaged in these conversations over the, the, you know, the last several months. And the thinking and the work has been first rate, and I, um, I think sort of sets the stage for our next uh, phase. And I think sort of our next phase is we want to engage the campus community. We didn't really have a chance to do that as much as we would have liked to uh, in the spring when um, the stay-at-home order was was put in place, and then we all went out and we were trying to figure out how we survive in this digital world. Um, so uh, this is sort of our next step: is we want to begin to do that, and I think out of this we'll continue the work of the group because I think as you sort of hear, we're starting to align on some strategic uh, directions that um, will be coming together. So, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about our next stage of where we're going and I'll, I'll let Joe uh, sort of uh, give his reflections. Yeah. I'd, I'd completely agree with, with everything Benny has said. And I, I've been really happy to be able to be engaged in these conversations and to see the enthusiasm and, and the hard work that this whole group has taken on, um, this, in addition to all the work that and thought that went into this uh, summer um, planning for the fall and, and the many pivots that we all as a university went through, justifiably so, uh, throughout the summer going into the fall. Um, the one thing I would, I would uh, mention as we go into the opportunity to engage with the campus community is that although there's been really great work done so far, it really sets us up for good conversations with the, with the communities. Um, there are, uh, the, especially the values, um, I think they inform and frame a really good conversation uh, about um, where the big questions about our mission that, you know, we still have big kind of um, uh, opportunities to uh, ask big questions about significant parts of our mission that we really haven't addressed yet. I think we've informed our own thinking about um, some strategies and, and um, some of the activities we'll be involved in, obviously, online learning and um, uh, the questions about resourcing and, and um, scale and scope, um, but there are significant um, questions and, and things to be asked about the, um, the way that our values and, and what are our strengths um, related to the student experience, to extension, to our community engagement, and to our, um, our uh, teaching, learning, and research missions. And so we, we can't wait to really engage the campus communities uh, around those questions and, and to bring it all back and make some good sense of it, informed by the work of these focused inquiry groups and informed also by a lot of work done over the summer 
to level set and to get a good environmental scan. We, we owed a, a great debt of gratitude to a lot of colleagues who came and met with the steering committee this summer to get us all on the same page as far as where MSU is currently on, on several issues and, and where the state of higher education is on those issues as well. And Russ, the, uh, one thing too that is important part of you know, our work is the work of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, uh, steering uh, strategic planning committee. And one of the things that was very important to our group is that we intertwine and as a basis of diversity, equity, and inclusion in our work. And so um, I think that's important that, that we also want to make sure that we're highlighting and that the two committees um, share a common goal in, in uh, making MSU better and that our work is connected. I'm glad you mentioned that, Venny, and uh, I'd like to thank you all very much for this important work you're doing for the future of uh, our beloved MSU. And uh, we've been discussing the strategic planning process underway at Michigan State University. And for more information or to provide some input or get involved, visit the initiatives and mission section of President Stanley's website at president.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.